This episode is brought to you by UptownPups.com. There you can find fun bandanas for your furry four-legged friend. Available in tons of colors and patterns, also seasonal themed and reversible. But my personal favorite thing is the doggy did. This made it on Gomer One's favorite things last Christmas, and I wouldn't go on a single walk or run without one. The doggy did is a hands-free waist carrier that attaches to any leash. It is so easy and so helpful. The doggy did holds the poo, so you don't have to. Go to uptownpups.com for 20% off. Use coupon code GOMERDOGS. All right, here's the show. Do you run with treats? Like, is that... Never. Really? Never. I don't because it's one more thing to, like... It's another barrier of, like, why I'm trying to coax that. I don't think they're good or bad. I think they're, you know, I'm neutral on them. Okay. But just personally me. No, I go out because I come in two times a week. They're already so geared up. Well, 90% of the dogs are so Mm -hmm. geared up to see me that, like... I am the treat. I am their snack. You're I'm the reward. The snack, right. you will. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here's Brian. Look. <laughs> and there are some dogs that like you can see it on their face. They're like, you're here again. Okay, let's go. I guess. Not so much <laughs> <Yeah>. the treat. <laughs> you're listening to Runner's Block, a two gomers podcast about regular people chasing big goals by confronting one excuse at a time. This is block thirteen. My dog is pulling my arm off. For the week of June 27th, 2021. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, with my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, man. So, you know how we're buddies on on our Apple Watches? Oh, yeah. We're, oh, I mean, a lot man. of people follow us, yeah. but mostly I'm checking up on you. <laughs> right. Are you closing those rings? Yeah. We have this super big goal of the season Yeah. of trying to have a perfect year. And I was literally, I, I I do, I think prophetic stuff sometimes. Okay. And I was like actually talking to Aaron on like yeah. Tuesday and I was uh-huh. like, what if I get sick this year? Mm, okay. Yeah. And then you texted me. There, there's, yep. there's some, there's an E.T. Elliot thing going on. E.T. Elliot. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you were, you text me because you're a good friend. You yep. just text me once in a while. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? And I was like, horrid. Because <laughs> we also don't mince words. Right. And my first thing, I think the first thing I told you was, I have really bad news. I'm I'm going to break my 2021 ring streak. People don't know what that means. Oh, On right, the yeah. Apple Watch, there's three rings to close. One of them is you stand up once a day for 12 once hours. A, once an hour. Yeah. Once an hour. We stood. That's the ring. Yep. Yep. Then there's a there's a time one for like how if you do a workout, Mm -hmm. you have to get 30 minutes of workout per day, Mm -hmm. and that closes that ring. And then there's a calories burned one. Yep. And so we've been that's been our big 2021 goal. One of them is to close our rings every single day for the whole year. And I was like, dude, 
a disaster. Disaster. It's over. <laughs> it's over for me. It was like 190 some days or something. 180. Because mm. we're almost, right? We're almost halfway through the year. Mm, yeah, totally. This trip around the sun is almost yep. halfway done. Mm, that's quite poetic. <laughs> um, and I was like so mad and sad. And I was just like, it's, I've got bad news. I'm breaking it. I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yep. I mean, literally, you were laid up sick as a dog. Oh, which this is a dog episode. Oh, yeah. Good. That's very clever. So, <laughs> right. So I started throwing up hard. Oh, God. Monday night. And if you don't like Friday, gross stuff, skip, skip ahead. No, yeah, about you could skip ahead to the dogs. Right. <laughs> Monday in the middle of the night, up all night, dude. I told you and your girls in the car. I think uh-huh. I threw up 70 times. <laughs> so classic Steve. <laughs> and just like loud. Jessica told me the next day she had to go to the other side of the house and cover her ears. <laughs> oh, no. I never felt so bad in my entire life. Mom, they're going to like this kid, Mom. <laughs> my, the top of my, my torso, like my bones ache in my chest because of all the yeah, heat. I know that. You yeah. know that feeling? Oh, so, yep. and then there. I was like, okay, maybe this is a 12-hour thing. It's Friday today that we are recording this, and I'm I'm going mm-hmm. to urgent care after this to figure out what the crap is wrong with me. No oh, pun yeah. intended. I was like, why are we recording, dude? Go to urgent care. You're like, no, mm-hmm. I can do it. I'm well, committed okay. to the podcast. <laughs> so that's interesting <laughs> that you say that because that mon- that Tuesday, I guess, Yep. Jessica came in from shopping, and, sh- and I'm on the bike trying to close my rings, and she's like, what are you doing? and i was like you can't come on our anniversary yeah i committed to this i got a bike and she's like why which is a great question yeah i i mean it but it was harder than it was harder than it should have been i don't know to to be like i'm gonna i'm not gonna close these rings i don't know what it is well it's it was me giving up on the sub five strive dude one like day you don't you don't like to say you don't like to say I quit, right? Totally. Well, what I said, what I texted you, yeah. was just have Noah wear it. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a great idea. I was I, like, <laughs> I couldn't sleep at night if I did that. If I w- if we were to get to the end of the year and I were to say I closed all my rings, but three of yeah. the days I cheated, it would torment well, me. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Totally. Well, what I was thinking, obviously not to lie, because I wouldn't I do that and I wouldn't have you do that. Like, I mean, I, I can't remember what if it was a show or a commercial or a, something where they have they put their Apple Watch on their dog's tail. OK, yeah. Yeah. You just told me to about get that. steps in. So yep. funny. Yeah, I would never do that. Also, Indy's <laughs> tail is super short, so it would fall off anyways. But you're saying but, to just just not to break the streak. Yeah, just not to break itself. the streak. That's what I was yeah. thinking is like, just give right. it to Noah. Like. You know, you can't say that you did it or anything, but it mm-hmm. would just be cool to flip yeah. through and see I that. Know. But, you know. But it, it's uh, I, so I'm back down to zero. But listen, trust me, listener. I couldn't. Oh, I believe you 100 percent. I mean, not only that, you couldn't go on your anniversary trip. So, right. so if you need any you, proof. Yeah. 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 It was it's, our 21st yeah. anniversary. Oh, and man. we had a su- we have had a hard year 
People yep. know that, especially if you subscribe to us on patreon.com slash two gomers. Do it. Support the Gromans. Support the Gomers. Where we're completely raw. And I'll tell you, I've been feeling <laughs> raw the past three days. Yeah. Um, it's been a hard year, and so we were like, it's our anniversary. We didn't we didn't get to celebrate our 20th yet because it was during the pandemic. And so we ac- actually haven't technically. Highlands. Yes, we were going to go to Ireland. Oh. And so we're like, let's splurge. We couldn't do that again this year because we're moving. And so let's splurge on a super nice hotel in Sedona. Yep. I got a great price because non-refundable. Mm-hmm. And then I just... I. I, I couldn't so if people are upset that I didn't run or close my rings, I couldn't go on my anniversary trip. I had to send Jessica by herself. <laughs> Which every mom that's listening to this and dad, yeah. but specifically I'm just thinking my wife, two nights alone in a hotel, that sounds I mean, silence and solitude, do whatever you want. It it was better than the original Good. plan for her. Yeah, we'll just say she, that. Yeah, she would enjoy that. I mean, and yeah. she she deserves it too. So she did. She went and was sat by water and looked at birds and took hikes mm, and yeah. slept wow. without loud pukers in the other room. And, we're, we're, and we're smells, at a temporary, smells right? so I smelly. Mean, yeah, I mean, just the 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 the, the, the aromas, <laughs> the soundscape, <laughs> the sight. Full sensory explosion. <laughs> yes, it was not. The whole thing was not pleasant to be around. It was the whole Steven experience was something she had yeah. to escape. And so yeah. uh, we just both decided somebody better use this. And so she mm-hmm. went, I laid around, watched Top Chef and Star Trek two through four. <laughs> I think I can't even really remember. You know what that's like when you're so sick, you can't even really remember. Yeah. I was kind of amazed when you said you watched Top Chef because I was like, food stuff does it like star trek for sure like yeah star trek that is a hundred percent a sick day in school i totally would have watched star trek two through four that rules both of those things for me are things that i can be in and out of consciousness Mm -hmm. and watch even even a new season of top shelf uh, top shelf (laughs) top chef you don't have to be paying attention and so Mm -hmm. i was like what is just kind of like a veg out show (laughs) yeah pun intended Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's what I did, and I didn't close any of my rings. So, dude, I'm back down to friggin' zero, and I haven't uh-huh. I haven't gone running like in the past three days because I you don't want to like like you hear like it's okay if it's neck up to go running, right. yeah. But this was neck down. Neck. This was even <laughs> this was nose down. Dude. Like this was everything going down. So since the throwing up when it was coming up, now everything is going down. And dude, it's like every forty-five minutes. So I, I don't know, even know just, how I could go on a run. Right. We we're, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> Think outside the bun. Remember that? <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, we just did two recording sessions together. In like yeah. this is we're capping this off. If you're keeping score on how we actually record these things. And you did talk to our first guest and you were like, I may need to leave at any moment. <laughs> I'm really surprised you made I lasted it. this long. You made it, yeah. dude. Yep. So maybe this is a, it's it's looking up. So yep. we have a great guest coming up. This is the long awaited episode where we're finally going to address one of Anthony's blocks mm-hmm. where his dog is pulling his arm out and his shoulder out of his socket. Yep. So we have Brian Barrera, author of Ultimate Guide to Running with Your Dog coming up after... That I am going to urgent care. Okay. 
because I, I mean, something's wrong. Oh man. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about also, I haven't been sick. This isn't Mm. adding insult to injury or anything, but I was just, I wonder if other people have that where it's like, this has other than COVID, which we didn't ever get. Yeah. This has been the healthiest year of our lives. No colds, no sniffles, nothing. No flus, no. Here's a benefit. I'm used to wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. And so I've actually been wearing my mask when I'm close to the to the kids and to Jessica, just because sure. I'm like, I don't want them to get this. Smart, and yeah. it's, it's not a big deal. Yep, I feel that same way about going to the grocery store. I don't want people to. I do not. I would not wish this on my worst enemy. Yeah, I would not wish this on Cipher in the Matrix. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. do not want this for anybody. And so, it's it, nobody's looking at me weird when I have a mask. I love on. that we did. I actually, I love that that masks are now part of our repertoire. You know, like I would totally wear it. I agree. I was actually thinking about it lately, wearing it while I'm mowing the lawn. Mm, Yeah. Because our lawn is like our backyard specifically. I've called it, told you before, it's called the sand lot. Mm -hmm, Right. Where it's, there's grass, but it's so sparse. And whenever I mow it, it's just, it's like (laughs) dust. It's just, it looks like the dust storm from Interstellar. (laughs) Yeah. And so I always come in sneezing massively. I blow my nose like seven times. Right. So I was thinking about wearing a mask. I did fear mildly judgment. Well, people yeah. being like, "Why are you wearing a mask?" And and you see all that, that all the time. Oh, he's wearing a. If you you know he voted for Biden, if he's wearing a mask yeah. in his car, sometimes you just forget, Biden's you old. idiot. I know. It's like, dude, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah, masks. I'm all in. I mean, you get a bad zit, put a mask on. Nobody's gonna know. Well, it, actually, yeah. Aaron's having her some oral surgery. Oh, yeah. Coming up in like a month. And I was like, Mm -hmm. dude, if like, you know, if you have to have some recovery time, wear a mask. You know, she's like, this rules. This is mask time. Perfect time to do it. Love it. (laughs) All right. Well, nation, pray for me as I go to urgent care. But in the meantime, we've got a great guest, DC dog runner, Brian Barrera. Should we pass it over to him? Let's do it. Hey, I like dogs. We have your dog. Whoa. Wonder who he belongs to. Sit, boy. Hey, look, he's trained. Shake. Uh-huh. Speak. Hi there. <gasps> Did that dog just say hi there? Oh, yes. Bruh! My name is Doug. I have just met you, and I love you. <laughs> My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! Hey, Brian. How's it going, dude? Thanks for coming to the podcast. I need help with my dog. It's pulling my shoulders off, pulling my arms. I need help, man. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, the original title was Your Dog is Pulling Your Shoulder Off. We had to work with right. that a little bit because we're like, it's she's not pulling your shoulder off. She's pulling your shoulder out of its socket. That was too long. Too so long, then yep. we just went with arm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why you have two. well we have our our buddy hack he'll he'll have something to say about that he he has one arm and we'll probably be offended by that (laughs) Um, love you brother (laughs) well our guest we're in the block the block section now this is a little bit different our first expert yes so usually we have a guest come in they come in with their block this time we have a block and we had no idea what to do about it and so brian barrera is one of our instagram followers Yes. We, and we, we follow, follow him, him too, right? Yep. And yes. uh, is a 
So I would, Brian, I would consider you a running with your dog expert because you've written a book on it. Yes. Expert mm-hmm. in quotes. Well, I okay. don't know why you keep saying that in quotes, but yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, no, that was the entire idea behind writing the book, right? Like I, uh, I was approached about it and luckily I had some friends sort of in that industry that I kind of talked to them about because it's, it's an intimidating prospect. If you're, there are people who out there who like think about writing books their whole lives and they go out and they write fantastic books. Uh, I was not one of those people. Mm, I, I, okay. I, I have a family. I was trying to run a, a, a good business. Somebody found me and, and said, we think you can be the person that can write this, you know, because we've seen your site. Mm. We've seen, you know, I had a little bit of press at that point and I actually pitched a, journalist that I had written with a couple times. I thought she was fantastic mm-hmm. and she was just unavailable. So I said, you know what? I think I can do it. I, wow. That's kind of how all, all the, the, the good things in my life that have happened, <laughs> it started with like, I think I can do it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I gave them sort of my idea of what I thought I could pull off. They accepted it and, and I wrote it, but it was all about trying to position myself as an expert. So I'm very glad to hear sort of that thrown around by somebody outside of my head. For sure. Yeah. Sweet. Well, you wrote the book. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Running with Your Dog. I did. This isn't mm-hmm. the guide. It's the <laughs> ultimate guide. It's bold. Very to bold. Be, to, to be clear, I wrote the book. I did not write the title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So we saw not only that, that you had written the book, but also your is this the, your, your job, right? Your, your primary job is, and did you develop this company, DC Dog Runner? Correct. Yes. And and you you run with you you prof- you're a professional dog runner. Yeah, yeah, that's the, exactly right. I'm a professional runner. I like to just say that. I I, uh, <laughs> I was in Dallas at the time. I'm in DC now, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm which is why like it's called DC Dog Runner. But right. I was in Dallas at the time, um, and I had actually gone through sort of this. 10 month intense process of like becoming a runner basically. Cause I would, okay. I don't, I, you huh. know, I was athletic growing up um, and had played sports and stuff like that. But so I got a little overweight, was working uh, a job. Some friends at that job were like, Hey, we're going to run um, a 5k. You interested sort of as a group. And I said, sure. Why not? Uh, you know, I was mm-hmm. looking for a little motivation. Um, and there's something called the Katie trail 5k. And this thing is not your typical 5K. It's done on a Thursday night in downtown Dallas. And what they do is they recruit all of the shops around Uptown, which is like a very nice part of, you know, up and growing town. Mm -hmm. And you basically run 3.1 miles to a park. And there's a huge party there sponsored by like Michelob. And you get free food from like 40 or 50 different vendors. And I was like, 5Ks are awesome. And I did not realize that Uh most 5Ks are like Saturday morning, banana and bagel kind of fair. <laughs> right, so yeah. I, uh, right. I was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, ran a 10 K, uh, sort of a month later, kind of got bit by that, you know, bit by the running bug, like uh-huh. everybody. Um, and then kind of what I said earlier is like, you know, saw the marathon out there. I was like, I think I could do that. And huh. I think I was just looking for a challenge at the time. So definitely was not like prepared, but just went for it and, and ramped up to speed very quickly, ran a marathon. Um, got just crushed by it and mm. thought, hey, like, I'm done. Bucket list, check. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. it. 
And then a month later, I was kind of getting that itch to like get out there again. And I came across an article about a guy in Chicago called Chicago Mm -hmm. Dog Runner, who's like, he was great. He happened to be from Texas as well. So I was like, if somebody would pay me to run, I think that would be awesome. So I looked around Dallas and nobody was doing it uh, Uh that was hiring. There was a, there was a company that was kind of doing everything and they offered it, but nobody that did kind of specialize the way that this guy in Chicago had. So I just sort of made a a Craigslist ad, um, drummed up some business and, and kind of figured out like, oh, this is something that I could do to just to make a little money and incentivize my running. Huh. Um, and then my wife being from DC, we kind of knew we were going to move back this way. Um, I thought, well, this would be a great way to like make some extra money. Cause I know the cost of living is a little higher out here. And you know, mm-hmm. there wasn't like, I was looking for jobs and nothing had, had quite been settled yet. And I did not really understand the difference between the Dallas market and the DC market for uh-huh. like dog walking even because Dallas, there's not a really big Everybody has – it's very similar to Atlanta, actually. A lot of people have yards. People do have space sure. even near the city. Um, yep. Where in D.C., it's a lot denser. Um, right. People have big dogs and they have long hours. So they're, the, the culture of dog walking is so much more robust, I guess is the right the, word. I, I always so think that about they, that with New York City too, right? Yeah, like yeah, like it thing. must be a huge dog walking opportunity for people there because I don't know, maybe it's just something I see on movies all the time. Yeah, like you people always with see like that on eight movies. dogs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the, the, the leap from dog walker to dog runner actually wasn't that big here. And it wasn't as big as it was in Dallas where it's like, this seems crazy in mm. Dallas, but like in DC, people are like, okay, I kind of get that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I have a high energy dog. This seems like something that would, that would make sense. Um, and I just kind of started here part time and it took, it, so I, like our company, DC Dog Runner, specializes in running only, like to the exclusion of anything else. No walking, pet sitting, pet bathing, any of that kind of stuff. You grooming. just run. Like, yeah, we just run dogs. Wow. So huh. it's been awesome. great to sort of understand sort of the difference between dog walking and dog running. Your typical dog walker comes every day where we come two to three times a week. So we're sort mm-hmm. of supplementing um, their other sort of activities um, because it's not necessary for, for all dogs to run every single day. It's more to just like give them a purpose, give them some work. And usually mm-hmm. that kind of gets what the people are looking at, which is like peace of mind about it, right? Like they just want their dog to not be anxious or destructive or all of those things, right? Yeah. Um, and I did that part-time for about three months. And then realized, hey, like this is there's something here. I've I've carved out a little niche for myself. And basically for two years I was like, it was me and mm. my dogs. That was it. And then Dang, yeah. I convinced my wife to kind of jump into the business who she's a stay at home. You know what we talked about this a little off beforehand, but we have five children, so she's at home with all of our kids. I convinced mm-hmm. her to come in and take over parts of the business that she was really good at, you know, kind mm-hmm. of the back end stuff. And that allowed me to focus more on like trying to find people to help us run and grow it and you know now that we've we've built up a, a great business um we had i think 15 runners sort of at our peak um wow. and then like everybody wow. else 2020 kind of hit we yeah. went down to to five runners and i picked up the slack just to keep the doors open sure, um, yeah. but now we've built back up um and as of april of this year we finally got back so it was an entire year of like going down yeah the valley mm-hmm. to get back up mm-hmm. and like luckily you know we're deemed essential like that like that's huh. it that's the only thing huh. that saved us that's like our saving grace is that people wow. really did see the need for dog walkers which were kind of the same thing we follow we fall under that umbrella sure. um so we were allowed to, to continue working which is great so my company didn't have to to shut down huh. um so and, when people you know, started back. going back to work in person you saw the demand go up again 
No. Well, maybe. I think it was a, a, a few things, right? People were just a little bit more comfortable with people coming to the home. I see. Also. Yeah. Um, and but also, yeah, they were they were going back to work. Um, but also, we provided something a little bit different. There was still a, a segment of the population that didn't want to run their dog or couldn't run their dog, right? Mm-hmm. Almost everybody could stay home and walk with their dog, but we were a little lucky that we could keep about half our company or a client list just because we can provide that service that maybe they can't do for a number of reasons. Huh. Okay. Yeah, because walking a dog is way different than, and I mean, we'll probably get into the block pretty <laughs> soon, That, we, 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 but walking a dog is very different than running a dog, right? I mean... Correct. Your clients seem to know that, it sounds like. Yeah, I think we've done a good job of sort of like highlighting the benefits of it and what we think running can do. And we never pitch it as like, this is the end all solution. Uh-huh. Um, I even feel that way about gear and stuff like that. Like there are so many potential solutions. It's about finding the right fit. That's what we talk about a lot at DC Dog Runner. We talk about, is your dog first like the right fit for running and there are a few mm-hmm. things that say hey this, this is not a great fit your dog mm-hmm. for the type of running that we do right and then are we the best fit for you guys and if not like that's okay we mm. just want to help people understand how running can help you and hopefully we are the best like fit for you but if not there's infinity dogs i've never mm-hmm. been you know mm-hmm. short on trying <laughs> <Right>. to find <laughs> like people and dogs to run yeah yeah wow well it seems to me like during covid a lot of people got a dog like when yes. we were, cause that was for, for us, that was our moment where like our girls, we have, we have two girls, nine and five, at, then they were eight and four. And we were like, as soon as we buy a house, that's kind of like the next thing we can do is we can get a dog. And then it was like, and now we're all going to be home for three, six months, whatever. So we could house train a dog, all that stuff. So that was kind of our story. And so when we went to get one, like just even starting all of the shelters, there, there are no dogs. All of the, like everything was, which is super, it's very cool. I mean, I'm so glad that all these dogs are getting adopted and finding Mm -hmm. homes and stuff like that. So did that ramp up business? Did that? Yeah. I mean, the the demand then is higher for for a dog runner, do you think? So initially, no, because the mindset was still, we can do everything at home, right? Like you were saying, we can still do. So what we started getting were phone calls between, I would say, October and December about, you could see things were starting to open up. People were trying to make plans about what are we going to do now that, you know, maybe we're going back into the office a couple days a week. So yep. I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people when their puppies were between like seven and 10 months okay. uh, because that's when they're like kind of the most active. They're growing every day and they, that puppy like energy is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do is kind of like <laughs> yeah. caution them against why we couldn't run with your dog. So we don't run with any dog that's younger than one year old. Um, It's not that they they can't run. It's just that the type of running that we provide, this small pack running um, altogether, we're trying to to mesh groups with speeds and abilities and all that. We're not the great fit for that because we can't give that pup individual attention. So, you know, there's an entire, you know, section of the book that I wrote that kind of deals with puppies and how to kind of get that energy out. Cause that is a real thing um, mm-hmm. that the energy is, is legit, but our type of running is not the best fit for it. So I had a lot of conversations in that October to, to no- December sort of period where let's get it back on the books because once they turn 12 months, 
then we can talk about it again. So yeah. those guys all, all started turning one around April. So I've gotten an influx just on I top see. of like that makes people sense. coming back. So during COVID, no, not much, but now coming out of it, it's actually like a double whammy because I'm getting that normal uptick in spring, summer yep. people. And now also this entire like wave of pups that are turning one. So it's the it's the coronials, it's the 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 COVID dog wave, yeah, the mean, boomers, the, the yeah, yeah. When well, the so, power goes out nine months later, there's a ton of babies born. Yeah, actually, have, that's you funny. Have to, that, you have to plan out a year, right, to know what yeah. what the demand's yeah. going to be. Yeah, that's yeah, really that, interesting. That's, that's um, funny that you say that because we had our our largest amount of babies in our church this past Sunday that we've ever had. I mean, since pre-COVID. So it's like, hello. It's like the okay. timing is like, oh, all right. I, I see. It. And so also DC, it's kind of known as like a dog town, right? Like you always hear presidents have dogs, politicians, if you want to have a friend, you have to have a dog, right? That's Yeah, so. if you want a friend in this town, uh, get yourself a dog. One of the presidents said that. It's one of the famous quotes. It is. It's, it's, That's funny. it's really funny how the dogs will take sort of the attitudes of their owners. Not always, but kind of generally mm -hmm. speaking, if, and, and the people want them to be that way. So DC is sort of a, there's a lot of mercenaries here, right? Like a mm. lot of people come here to like boost up that resume. Yeah. They're going to go mm. work on the Hill. They're going to work in sure. on K street. They're going to do all of these things. And they are like, they take their fitness seriously. They take their life seriously. They yeah. take their profession seriously and their dogs. They want them to be capable because they're also like weekend hike warriors that want to go out huh. and they're going to like do all that stuff. So they want their dogs to either keep up or they want to make sure that their dogs are really taken care of. They really do love like, their animals in this town yeah, it's a yeah. very there's a lot even even though it's a city there's a ton of dog parks there's a ton like we have our version of central park here called rock creek park and it's basically undeveloped land right through the heart of the city like this little v wedge that goes mm. down into downtown and you can access it from anywhere and be a quarter mile in and it's so thick you can't even tell there's a city mm -hmm. a quarter mile away mm. i mean it's it's awesome and you can get to it from everywhere so people are out and they can be outdoorsy, but also city people. So what they want is their dogs to be taken care of first off, right? right? They, they want like the daily walker to come, but sometimes they want their dog to know that their dogs are doing something a little extra, right. um, a little socializing, a little whatever. And that's where we can kind of jump in and say, hey, we provide something a little bit different. Um, there's a number of great services around here too, like that do um, adventure pack hikes. Huh. Um, huh. I think where they kind of go and it's, it's basically a dog walk, but they'll pick up you know, seven, eight dogs or whatever, and they'll go off leash into the park. Um, there are mm. leash laws, but everybody's mostly uh, chill about stuff like okay. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you'll see these big roving packs of people like on trails out there and <laughs> wow. dogs. Um, now, the, 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 our sort of approach is like we are quite the opposite. We were like rule followers because like – my butt's on the line and right. you don't want to get shot behind. for that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't yeah, want to lose, lose a somebody's dog. dog. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So uh, sometimes that appeals to certain people. Um, and that's, that's what's great about sort of the city and the density of dogs are like, there's all types. So there's somebody for everybody. So we do on leash running in a small pack, three to four routinely. Okay. So usually most pups that are on Tuesdays are also on Thursdays. So they have okay. their little packs that they're going to meet, you know, and they're going to get together because they're all from the same town. And a lot of times the word of mouth like builds a pack on its own. So like, you know, you guys maybe live sure. down the street from each other and now your other buddy that does, you know, the, the, the doggy did. And one of you gets yep. in with us and he's like, Hey, Brian's awesome. Like, like yeah. you got to get, you know, you got to get Indy out and you got to get Chewy out and like, let's get it together. And like that right. becomes the way that it is. And I think a lot of it is, Word of mouth. Like, that's it. I've spent more on advertising recruiting runners than I have on recruiting dogs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So for this, like, yeah. dog runner thing, I kind of think of, like, a pacer. 
like a person that's doing the pace group in a in a marathon. Like I'm the twenty. I'm the follow me and we'll get to the sub five. Like it yeah. seems yeah. like a very a very specific skill set of what you're looking for is somebody that's cool to run for work, which actually sounds really cool, mm -hmm. but also like loves dogs and knows knows how to how to run with three to four dogs. Right, and we we take a long time. I mean, I'm pretty thorough, given. Everybody that works for me is a contractor. Um, I mm -hmm. ask for a lot of stuff up front, um, which is like I ask actually for like a resume, um, yeah. and I think that's intentional because sometimes like a running just, resume, like what no, races no, no, have like you done? No, no, like a legit resume. Okay. Because I think it's going to self-select some people. They're going to think like I'm not sending in a resume to be a dog walker, and that that helps me <laughs> because what yeah. we need is a spirit of like customer service, right? We right. need somebody yep. who's going to be okay with something like that and sort of like checking that ego a little bit, somebody that's going to work well. Um, and it's not that, you know, that just saves me from like having to like deal with that. Like I'm look there, there's no shortage of people that think they want to do this. It's finding people who are a good fit again, mm. that can do this. Yeah. Um, another You're thing totally right. This is a, it's a very attractive mm -hmm. job and probably yeah. a job people are like, Oh, I could do that. Sounds easy. Exactly. And, and so you must get a lot of people that are like, Oh, I guess uh, be a dog runner. That must suck. <laughs> be like, no, that's not who I want. We're a serious business. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so my job is really to vet the people, find out like, can I keep you, and how can I facilitate you doing what you do best? So everybody that we hire actually is. Um, they have full-time work or full-time student. They have full-time other priority mm -hmm. and they have a mastery of their time that this fits in with them. So what I'm trying yeah. to do is like, hey, Steven, like you've come on, welcome to DC Dog Runner. You're available on Monday mornings and Thursday afternoons. My job as the owner and on your behalf is to find the dogs that are near you and have mm. a conversation okay. with that family to say like, I've got Steven. He's available on Mondays and Wednesdays for 30 minutes. Do you want it? And mm -hmm. we made that switch probably three years ago from what do you need as a customer of DC Dog Runner to, hey, here's what we actually offer because what's like very important is that I can keep you, Steven, engaged as right. a runner on my behalf. So the easier I can make that for you, build it around your schedule, the longer I'm going to be able to keep mm. you around. And that's like going to keep our dogs happy. Right. So yeah, I keep the runners happy. The runners keep the dogs happy. And like, it's all wow. worked out very well. Yeah. For, uh, first of all, I want, I want to send Indy to you right now. We live hundreds of miles <laughs> apart. <laughs> and Steven, I'm like, I could totally see you doing this dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, this is just like, you, you are just speaking my language. I mean, juices so, are may, flowing, man. Anthony, maybe you and I can tell a little bit about our experience. So, oh, yeah, so yeah. when okay, I got yeah. Chewy, yeah. he was, I got him from a shelter. They, they, they guessed he was three or four years old. He was already house trained. And we just decided to bring him out for a run. My, my wife, Jessica, and I just did. And it just clicked. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe because he was a older dog, not older, but you know what I mean? Like, a, mm -hmm. what is three or four? A teen? Yeah, something yeah, around there. Right? Yeah, times seven. Oh, right. He's a, he's a he's a millennial. Times seven. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're in their prime. <laughs> that That's like yeah. they're in their prime, man. Yeah. yeah. And so we just, I think, we watched a YouTube video, and we just got a couple tips, and then kind of ran with him, probably four times a week, and mm -hmm. uh, I I think my longest run with him was like ten or eleven miles. He was awesome. into it. Um, you, you mentioned this high energy dog thing. I mean, he's an Australian shepherd, high, no. high energy. He loved being close to us and like herding us around. And so we kind <laughs> of converted that into running. And then probably about a year ago, he just has gotten older. And so we've just gone on walks with him and mm -hmm. he's not an issue anymore energy wise. And so it kind of works for everybody. Anthony, your experience, I think, has been different from from the adoption on. Right. Right. 
Yeah. So I, I remember one week when our neighbors found this dog. It was in Jasper, Tennessee, and she was like eight weeks old and like the cutest thing we'd ever seen. It was found. She and her like little little sister were found on a farm just like walking around because I guess there's tons of Australian shepherds that just breed in the wild out there. I mean, because there's farms. Or just herding sheep randomly. Yeah, just, random just herding farms. sheep and then meeting meeting other dogs <laughs> hanging out making other dogs <laughs> making coronials so basically our, our neighbor found her we went and got her and i remember i called steven and i was like dude she's an australian shepherd and he's like dude that's what chewy is and that was like a like a little sign to me like oh cool like how random that that would happen and i i think i remember saying at that point like it's going to be amazing to run with her oh, because right. all we'd experience with chewy is like just just he was in his lane right away when we were running with him. And so I do remember that conversation. Okay, and he was off leash, right? No, he, like, he was always on leash. Okay. Are you saying yep. that technically because we're being recorded or? No, well, we, <laughs> okay. we always kept him on a leash because okay. <laughs> I can't stand it when a dog isn't on leash and attacks my dog. It's, and so oh, yeah. it's, it's some sure. sort of karma thing for me. I'm like, even if nobody can see me. You just I'm wanna... getting back at those people that are running. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, so you you guys both have Aussies. I mean, yeah. that is a dog that I have said is like that's a top five runner if you're just like a general because they're super agile. They're not necessarily. They're not. I know you, you're clearly we're gonna get to this, but you're talking about problems like with with I would assume oh, yeah. for pulling. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I think they are great phenomenal athletes because they are herders, so that it's just like bred into them to like want to get after it mm -hmm. yeah well yep. yeah we went up to blue ridge which is like this beautiful uh, mountain range a couple months ago and so that was her first time seeing like cows in the wild <laughs> when we went up there the, the, you know like i think it was like two or three months ago and something went off in her brain i mean it's like so interesting to see like yeah you know the way like uh instincts just kick in she's like oh my gosh she's like <laughs> And like just went absolutely nuts. Like she did like this Superman jump across this river, and she was on a long leash, and like uh, almost just like totally fell into this river. And I like had to pull her out because she was just like so excited to see like this is what I was born to do. You know, and like she yeah. is high energy, right, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. So she's very high energy. So so like I said, we got her. I think when we got her, she was probably like 11, 11 weeks, something like that. She did eat a good bit of the trim in our kitchen. Um, <laughs> she did uh, dig a hole in the carpet in, in carpet. our living room. She dug a hole. Like the kids brought her. They were like there was like a storm, and so like they brought her into her ro their room, which they were like so pumped about. They got the iPad. We're like the storm, and they shut the door, and then forgot that she was in there. You know, and so like she dug her way out of the <laughs> room, like just dug a huge hole in the carpet. So, you know, like that was the, the baby phase or the, the, the yeah. puppy phase for us because mm -hmm. we had never owned dogs as a like me and Aaron had. I, I did as a kid, um, mm -hmm. but it was it was new for our like our married life to, to have a dog. And part of kind of like our logic going into it was we needed new living room furniture. We hated the carpet <laughs> in our living room. So we're like, cool, like <laughs> just destroy it. then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I think she like just whizzed all over our like our couch or something like that, and we're like, "Sweet, one eight hundred got junk, come get the couch," because we'd had it for like twelve, fifteen years, something like that. And so we were fine with like we we kind of like set it up, knowing that a puppy's maybe gonna do some stuff. Um, and we walked a lot, like we walk every day. Like I walk, 
I try to get at least two to three miles in with her every day, but it's all walking pretty much because, mm-hmm. and so this is where, this is where I need your help. It's like, she, as soon as we go out the door, dude, it's like, wee! she's so happy. Her like, it's amazing. If I, if I touch my shoes, she starts wagging her tail like crazy. Like, yay, da-da, let's go. <laughs> um, but then as, as soon as we open the door, it's just like she's leading is what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Like she's. Yeah. So that's why I'm like actually blown away that you would have three to four dogs because my whole experience is like, what? She's just pulling, pulling, pulling. So that's kind of where I'm at. So, Brian, we, th- there was this other thing that happened probably about a month or two ago where we were just talking on the podcast and Anthony was like, for some reason, the whole left of my side of my body oh, hurts. Remember this, yeah. Anthony? Oh yeah. And the we right, did some, yeah. right? Yeah. We did some really good detective work. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay. Anthony was like, okay. And also, I have a young, high energy dog <laughs> that, that I always three miles a day that I do three miles a day with with my right hand. And we're like, oh okay. Maybe we should get Brian on the show. <laughs> yeah, and there there was logic to that as well because I was always using my right hand because my left hand has has the Apple Watch on it, which I'm trying to close the rings. And I figure if I move my left hand, you know, I'm like the leash hand doesn't move, but the left hand. So that's why I will literally You're like, swing in that thing, <laughs> trying to get all those oh, rings. Oh man, it sounds oh, like you've yeah. identified some some really good stuff. So okay. my approach is always to respect the relationship between you. And your dog, right? Like that's where mm-hmm. everything starts. So even in the book, the first thing I talk about, well, the first thing I talk about is like, hey, here's who I am, like why I should write the book and mm-hmm. why I'm an mm-hmm. expert. And the next thing is actually evaluating yourself as the primary runner. And a lot of people mm. think, oh, well, like, am I up to speed? Can I fast enough? Am I which is like part of the equation, right? Mm-hmm. The other is what is my temperament? What is my demeanor? How am I like interacting with this pup? What is my lifestyle like? Sounds like you've got a great one that you can spend two to three miles, you know, what's that? 30 minutes, 45 minutes yeah. on, a, on a walk. That's great. Yep. So like check, check the first part. And then it's sort of assessing the pup, which is like, okay, got that puppy energy. We know we got to let it out. Like here's the things mm-hmm. that we can do. We know she's already you know into it. Check there. And then it's trying to figure out knowing like what the dynamic is between you. Like at home, are you real softy with her? Are you, you know, I come from like any approach can work as long as you are consistent with it, right? Like if you're mm, one that likes to give good. out treats and you want to and you want to do that, like building the habit, and that's what we talk about a lot, especially with young pups, is building the habits because it sounds like the yeah, run itself is the reward for your for your pup, right? Mm, so yeah. before you go out, making sure to help assess before you get out, even if she's like champing at the bit, trying to get out the door, you're sort of like pausing, getting her under control, mm. getting that focus with her, and then going out you know there i i also like with the huge disclaimers like i have no training certifications or whatever i've just hung out with like hundreds of dogs so (laughs) i picked up a few things right it's Uh, experience experience, but yeah so i like to make sure that people know that i'm not like yeah you know these are all just sort of my unprofessional opinions i guess Mm -hmm. in that manner but then deciding like i have no big like deal if the dog wants to run out front, if they want to run back behind, out to the side. None of that really matters to me because what I need to know and what they need to know is when it comes down to it and I need to get control of the situation, I can do that. And then from that decision, what you're doing is figuring out what tools can help you and ultimately make you feel confident that when that moment hits, i.e. an unleashed dog coming up that's going to be, you know, reactive and is going to, you know, cause like issues with you, like, how can I do this the quickest? And there are, with the exception of sort of the retractable leash for running specifically, I think yep. all of the tools that are out there, 
can be used and it's worth investing and trying things out. There's a little bit of like trial and error, right? Mm -hmm. Like there, people are going to tell you, you got to do this, you got to do this. And then you can feel disappointed when it doesn't work for you. And that's okay. There's a reason like there are so many potential solutions out there. It's because they work for some, they work for a good segment of the population and it's making sure that you find the right fit. That's going to help you feel Mm -hmm. confident that when it comes down to it in that moment, you can have control of the situation, whatever sure. that is. You mentioned the retractable leash, right? That's mm-hmm. that's one of those that kind of zips out and you can mm-hmm. lock and bring back in. What other what other tools are Wait, there out there? Did you say you that... like that or don't like that? No, 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 no. I do not. Okay. Uh, for for running specifically, you yeah. know, I have no opinions on it as like, you know, in your personal life, whatever. Sure, but as, sure, yeah. as you're running, like it's runner. just too bulky, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, there's like three ways that can go wrong. Like there's like the human element where like you could push the wrong button and you think you're locking it and it's just going to extend out giving uh-huh. them, you know, an extra 15 feet to build up speed. They can pull you over. They can pull your arm out of socket yeah. or like if they're running fast enough, they're going to pull the, the device like straight out of your hand. And then you've got a dog sort of leash like yeah. going, mm-hmm. or you're strong enough. You don't get hurt. That thing goes out. They built up 25 feet of run. And then all that pressure is stopping them on their neck. So for those two reasons, not the best fit, especially for running. So what are some of the tools that you do like? I love uh, something from Kong, Mm -hmm. K-O-N-G. It's a leash. It's called the, I think it's called the traffic leash, but it's a four foot leash. And the reason I like it is because it's, 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 it's a strict length, you know, it's four feet. It's not one of these bungee or, you know, extension ones, but it's got two handles on it. It's got the normal one sort of at the end. And then it's got a secondary handle right near the bolt snap. That's the part that clicks Mm -hmm. to their collar. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're both padded. So you have a four foot leash. You want to keep them as close to you as you can so that they're not at your feet while still giving them freedom to kind of run around and do their own thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that if something comes up, you have a handle on it, you can actually pull that in close to you, grab the second handle, and then what you do is you put them both on your hips and you can direct the dog in whatever direction that you want to go because they're going to be mm-hmm. right up against your knee, basically. So you're kind of like blocking and bracing with that knee. You've got your hands on two straps yep. so that pup isn't going anywhere and they're going to follow whatever direction you want to take them away oh, from whatever this simulation is. So that one... And it's like 30 bucks on Amazon or at, you know, Petco or, you know, any, any, any number place. That's a great one. And then I like to pair that when I can with the gentle leader, uh, head collar. Mm. Halty is another okay. brand that, mm-hmm. that runs those. This one is a 50, 50, like chance, like 50, 50, that dog is going to take to it. It's going to be like awesome. 50, 50, it's going to want to scratch his face off and it's the worst thing ever. So I always say that like, Hey, if this is a good fit for you, great. If it's not, and they're just like spending more time pawing at themselves, trying to get it off their face because it's uncomfortable, abort. Like let's, let's find something else. The reason I like that, especially with the puller is because the way that it works is it's wrapped around the back of their head, the ears, over the snout. And then whenever they start to go forward and pull, what it does is it turns their head back. So they can't actually get their full right. body back behind. And that yep. discomfort makes them stop because they're just being pulled kind of back towards you. So they, they physically can't go forward and they can't pull. There is a learning process of that. There's like a, you know, a good week to two where it's like okay. getting comfortable with that. Um, it's the same concept with like the, the vests. And I think those can be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't particularly use them when I have a, a dog that pulls because it sort of reinforces that pulling because yeah. it's it's distributing the weight kind of around their entire body yeah the, I, um, I used to use one and yeah he, they're fine. He, he's so good at pulling with it 
That's yeah. what I found. It's that's like, what I found it's too. His like, whole yeah. chest is into it. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet. So this is awesome. I'm gonna pull it even harder. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the, my, my experience with it too. I personally, I like to run with something in my hands. I just, I like knowing that I have the control. So I like yeah. those. I have a few runners that they swear by the the round, like the waistband, the, the hands yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. You know, I think oh, those are great. Yeah. Not not my particular cup of tea but like you have a little bit more stability um because you can have both of those hands free mm-hmm. you can be holding on to their water or if you have a, a, a pack you don't have to worry about that but i think it's that freedom is not a bad thing i just really like having something in my hands because i feel like i that's that lever with my arm sure. i can pull them in and yeah. do all the things that i want to it's just striking me that even even as you're talking about like the, those are three or four leash options or collar mm-hmm. options that you mm-hmm. just talked about mm-hmm. and it, I think I'll go back to what you said at the beginning, which is just like you, you need to – it feels like a lot of trial and error and <laughs> probably not giving up if one thing or the other yeah. isn't working. And not feel, yeah, and I think there's there's other options. You know, there's the um, the martingale, which is – it's basically a less intimidating version of like the choke collar mm-hmm. um, if, or like a prong oh. collar. Some people yep. have very like adverse effects to those things, which is fine. And I think all of these things, if you are – either trained or have the knowledge on how to use them, you can be more comfortable with those things. Like anything, right? If, if you spend time with it and learning how to use it, if not, it looks like a super intimidating thing um, and like it may be hurting the pup. But yeah. if you know what you're doing with that thing, it's a great tool, all tools, right? The martingale mm-hmm. is basically a standard leash that goes around that cord material. What is that? Nylon, I guess. Yeah. But there's a little part of it that basically has a little given hair. It's a second loop in it so that when you pull that back it actually tightens around but the 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 key is to make sure that the dog is wearing that sort of up around the jowls not necessarily down by the neck because when you pull it you want to pull up because it gets their attention and it keeps them it does kind of the same thing basically um so the martingale is a great uh option but anywhere that i can i always like to start with the least amount of like gimmicky tools like that like best case scenario if i can have a flat collar and that Kong leash, that's what I'm going out in. Like, yeah. if that's what we can do. And yeah. that starts with, like, behavior, setting the tone, being a confident runner, which is, like, being oh, a confident yeah. runner but also being confident with the dogs. Um, I'll have some families that they have problems with their pups because they are sort of, like, the primary, like, love givers and they're, you know, they're given the treats and they're doing all these things. Where I come in and our approach is sort of like a step-parent, actually, where we come in and it's like, we're going to love the dogs, but it's sort of like business as usual. And also, like, are you, what's the dynamic? How does your dog see you? Do they see you as somebody who needs to be protected? Do they see you as somebody who is maybe a little vulnerable? Like, what is that? And that Uh goes back to the first two chapters of figuring out, like, what's the fit here? What's the dynamic? And you may be able to run or you may have issues running with your pup and your wife may have no issues, right? Like I've seen stuff like that happen before. Oh, that's, that's for sure our experience. So we have two girls, me and Aaron, we all have a different relationship with the dog. So Mm -hmm. like when I walk in the, when I walk in the room, she always does the like downward facing dog bow. Always. (laughs) If I walk in any room, that's what it's crazy. Mm -hmm. We have the, our five-year-old and she, protects her she like Mm -hmm. shepherds her it's incredible she's like this little sweet little girl and if indy's out if i'm out with isla and indy indy's always right next to isla and she like pushes like just like maneuvers her and like if a car comes or a person comes she like gets right next to her lily our nine-year-old is really really active and super rough with indy Mm -hmm. so we have had the issue of indy trying to dominate her quite often. <laughs> that pecking order, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yes. I mean, like I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Yeah. And mm. then when Aaron takes her for a walk, she is super obedient and like mm. amazing. She's like, I, I think this was like 
Chewie and Jessica, right? Stephen, like, didn't right. Chewie just, like, love Jessica? Just obsessed with her, yeah. Yeah. And, and then and with so me, it's, it's, it's like, so curious let's to me go. That, that in Indy would have, seems like she's showing you respect when you come into a room, but when you take her out, she's like, she's ha- But she's happy, though. Like, she's totally happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. like mm-hmm. I think my thought is that she knows I'm, like, the alpha, but she also knows I'm, we're, whenever I'm, like, because I, I do 90% of her activity, like, mm-hmm. like, outward running and stuff. And so I think she thinks I'm that guy. Oh, here's that guy again. Let's go, mm-hmm. you know. I'm yeah. that guy for a lot of dogs. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's all very familiar, man. I think it's it's just patience, right? Setting the tone and and waiting it out to get the desired effect. And especially when you see a behavior that you don't like, it's just sitting there. And ultimately, you'll convey that nothing is happening until like I, Papa says it's time to go mm-hmm. do whatever it is the mm-hmm. thing that we want to do. So you can get up you can get at the door you can try and do all those things but ultimately honestly like that dog's not going anywhere you don't want it to go and that's what they need to kind of understand and that may just take a process that may take working with a professional that's right huge, like sometimes yeah. it does um and I've, I've made a lot of good relationships with um some good trainers in the area that i say hey you know like this is this is good and i think instilling those things after a run actually because you've sort of broken down that will a little bit the running we found out helps a lot it helps with those things to cut through and make them tired and sort of like yeah we talk about it sort of giving them a purpose or giving them a job Mm -hmm. um and i actually wrote about this where i said you know people that live out sort of in the sticks or that live back you know 40 years ago they didn't have dog runners they don't need dog runners because those dogs have jobs they have to earn their keep right to be be around yeah yeah and now they've been you know they're part of the family. They're, they are family members at this point, and we treat them as such. So they have that, like what you were, yeah, what, <laughs> what you're talking about when she saw that dog or that cow, like there's something in there. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. this is my job. Right. So when we come out, we give them a purpose, and I'll actually have a harder time with four dogs when I'm trying to walk them. So we, the, the way our, our service works is there's a five-minute sort of warm-up walk okay. to kind of like use the restroom, market, do all stuff, 30-minute run, five-minute cool down. And that five-minute walk, I have dogs that I've been running with for seven years that are still a pain in the butt in that portion because they know right. like what we're about to go do they mm. need to mark they need to smell they need to sniff and they need to like play around a little right. bit but then once we get into the actual activity of running all of that sort of like melts away and they, they it is a straight up pack mentality where they mm. all find their slots and we all sort of move together as a group so in in some That's ways it's actually easier to run with four dogs than it is to walk with four dogs mm. with, for me specifically that is fascinating the, the, i mean that this is blowing my mind about the the <laughs> run could actually serve as the dog's purpose or the dog's job. Right. Mm-hmm. That 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 is that feels a little bit like and I've never thought about that before, but it feels so true to our experience <laughs> with Chewy where if if we didn't run for a while, this is when he was high energy still. Mm-hmm. He would be really listless, he would be high energy, mm-hmm. he would be mm-hmm. naughty way mm-hmm. more. And so I I guess I always thought, oh, it's because we're tiring him out. When we bring him on a run. I'm sure it is. But this kind of concept of, no, we're letting him do his job as a work dog, mm-hmm. right? That's his in his DNA. He's right. a working dog. To actually give him that job by going for a three-mile run, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense to me. And I never thought about it before. There is something to that methodical like plotting of like going on that through where it's structured for them. Yeah, definitely. And it engages the brain as well. So like I talk about running, you know, on my runs, you know, solo runs, when I was doing them more, that was a time for me to like check out, 
problem mm-hmm. solve, mm-hmm. you know, kind of think about whatever. Um, on a run with a dog, I am super engaged as well because I've got to be checking all of the nonverbal mm-hmm. cues they're giving me about mm-hmm. like, hey, are we going too fast? Do we need to back it off? What's that tongue look like? Are you overheating? Um, how are your paws? Do we need to check that stuff? Is anybody like falling back? Do we need to use restrooms? Is that like, there's so many things that I'm going through. So mm-hmm. it, it's probably the same for them that they're like out scouting, thinking yeah. like a lot while they're on this run with this pack. Mm. It's mm. very cool. Wow. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I mean, I, I'm, I love my job. I love what I do for a living. Yeah. I love that I've been able to build this thing. And I think that shows through like that. I take it super seriously. I mean, you know, yep. I know it is a fun sort of loving idea, but the people that I bring in and have this, like I hire strong, competent adults. Like one's like a research scientist at NIH. Another one, like mm-hmm. she runs the HR for like this company out on the West Coast. So all these people are just top flight individuals that a lot of times have their own dogs or just don't have their dogs. So they need this released. They're going to go for a run anyway. They're highly competent mm-hmm. and they're confident people. And like it works for everybody. I mean, I genuinely super blessed to do like what I do that it provides for like our family and like that my wife has been roped in to help me actually build this thing from a job I created for myself and turned it into a company that allowed me to hire people so that I could go do a ridiculous project like write a dog write a book about like running with dogs yeah Yeah. (laughs) awesome okay let me let me ask you this because running for me like I've, I've been getting back in back into it this year it is a time of solitude and silence i've been running with less music less distraction Mm -hmm. and so that's why i've been hesitant to like make indie because because what i've been talking about is i take her on the the long walks that's why i've been a little bit hesitant Mm -hmm. to like get her into that space just for me personally is i'm like yeah this is this is the time where i'm gonna pray or process stuff or or listen to a podcast or whatever or music so that's kind of like my one other than the shoulder um, which so now I'm gonna try the gentle leader 100%. That Kong mm-hmm. traffic leash sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. These and pausing before um, setting the tone, all this like I'm gonna I'm gonna go do it to like I was gonna say tonight, but we have plans tonight. But tomorrow, like I'm <laughs> I'm almost on Amazon on my phone right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually I did three miles with her earlier today, and it was it was actually pretty good. But Sweet. but what I want to know though is like do I want to bring her into that space where I am trying to deal with Mm -hmm. stuff? Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think that is a great insight. Um, And I I feel like I touched on that ever so slightly, but I can flesh it out a little bit that it is different. You are responsible for Mm. some other thing while you're out there and it is going to distract you. Mm -hmm. Maybe distract the wrong word, but it's going to, it's going to take your attention away from the things that you would naturally do. And sometimes that, that evaluation that I talked about sort of in the beginning of the book is like, that's something that's very key. If you want to protect that, protect that. And if you want to find somebody that outsources it, there are so many people that I run for that are runners themselves. Mm. And they got the dog thinking like, this would be a great fit because I'm already a runner. Mm, This dog's a runner. Some of them, like I was talking about them being mercenaries here in in DC, some of them are top flight runners and their dogs are mid packers. They're okay. Okay. They can keep up, but like they want to go off and yeah, they want (laughs) to, right. They want to get out and they want to bang out, you know, five and a half minute miles. Like Mm -hmm. your dog can do that, but like Maybe that's not the best thing for them, right? Mm-hmm. So right. finding yeah. a solution and finding somebody else, that's where I step in and like I'm very confident and happy to help people like that because you're going to go have a better run without your dog. And there's one occasion 
where I've actually run into a person on a run and I'm running with their dog. And that was fun. <laughs> that was like really like really yeah. funny. That's but funny. it did it, it you I think you're going down the right path where it's like maybe that's something worth protecting. Maybe that time that right. you you can kind of have to yourself because I mean, huh. you've got kids, I've got kids, mm-hmm. we've got these entire lives and a lot of responsibility. I think sometimes that's okay, right? To get out there. And if running is that place for you, like I, I love running and I've had, it sounds like I'm a lot like you guys where I've gone in and out of love with running. I do it for a living now. And that's right. hard mm-hmm. to like use it and do that as like my activity outside of what I do for my job every day, sure. but I can't get in those miles. It's going to be different like physically different running because you're going to be pacing it off of what's best for your dog, what's best for Indy, right? So, and maybe they're going to mark, if you happen to have like a great park, maybe you can get a mile or two uninterrupted, but something's going to stop you most of the time. Right. If you live in the city, you're going to have to, you're going to hit crosswalks. You're going to hit, you know, big streets. You're going to go across, like, so it's not going to be like, check out and go do like yeah. Anthony stuff. It's going to be like, Hey, what is Indy's needs in this run? And like, sure. is that worth it? Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's a, it's a treat you guys get to do once a week or something like that. But oh, like, like that. I'd still protect your runs and your run time for sure. Yeah. I like that a lot. Let me ask it. There's a couple other quick ones. Treat, mm-hmm. treat recommendations. Do you, when you do this, do you run with treats? Like, is that never really? Never. Okay. I don't because it's one more thing to like, it's another barrier of like why I'm trying to coax that. I don't think they're good or bad. I think they're, you know, I'm neutral on them, but just personally me. No, I go out because I come in two times a week. They're already so geared up. Well, 90% of the dogs are Mm -hmm. so geared up to see me that like, I am the treat. I am their snack. You're I'm the reward. Snack, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here's Brian. <Look. laughs> and there are some dogs that like you can see it on their face. They're like, "You're here again." Okay, let's go. I guess not so much yeah. the treat. Yeah. So personally, no, I have no issues with with taking treats out, but I have no recommendations on stuff like that. And I think it's okay. good to kind of like reward positive behavior. I think as as far as like when you're training and when you're yeah, this is a, a treats yeah. are great. And I think Definitely, that that's yeah. what. If that's what you're trying to do, trying to a positive reinforcement, we're like, hey, you've gone out and like we've I've been able to slow you down, and like that's the whole point. Great, and it's learning about like sort of popping that leash to get break focus for them because they'll get so into the zone that they just want to like go. And what you're doing Mm -hmm. is you're not like yanking them back; you're popping that chain to sort of like reorient them and like Uh, reprogram them, basically, right? I mean, I know I'm getting dangerously Mm -hmm. close to like training stuff but which I, I always swear that i'm not but um <laughs> it's worth talking with somebody who who is a professional about this if you say you know the more information you can go in with it to them saying here's what the behavior i'm seeing here's what i'm trying to correct and here's like my goal they can give you a plan for that last question i have for you our dog she's still like if 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 i were to open up the front door she will bolt <laughs> Like she's a, she's yeah. a, she likes to run away and then she'll mm-hmm. come back or we'll chase after her or we'll go to the Creek. We'll go like, you know, bring some treats. Do you have any, any recommendations on how, and, and maybe this is the training thing and not really what, but I, I, I'm just curious about that. She's, she's, she bolts. Like if she's off leash, she bolts. There are no, there are some that are flight risks. I mean, that's a, no, I don't she's have a, a risk good currently. solid a solid answer to that other than it's it's great knowledge to have i think because then it changes your behavior right because like dogs are going to dog there's only so much like you know like yes we can encourage behaviors we can give treats but like if her instinct Mm -hmm. is to say like oh i've got a great house here that feeds me nightly 
and like pets me and loves me. But as soon as that door is open, like I'm gone. I'd like, I don't know you people. Like that's just, that's the dog. Right. <laughs> I mean, how do you, how do you yeah. curb that? So no, sorry. I wish I, I had a better answer. I I'm very good at like trying to give you tips for people that find themselves in that situation. Cause that's like, my heart has dropped on four different occasions when I thought like my company was like evaporating before my face because oh, a dog got loose. Yeah. Um, once was a, was a majestic Husky, beautiful dog, mm. uh, sort of that reddish mm. color. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I have a Toyota forerunner so I can let down the, the back, um, yeah. that mirror, what's it called? Sure, the yeah, window. The window. Yep. So I do that just to kind of like get everybody in order. I do the same thing. And I, I think I do a lot of these things, and like, I just know to do them. So like, I'll lower that down. I kind of get everybody calm because the same thing, when I open that latch, like they're going to want to bolt. So if I don't like sort of like calm the nerves and say like, Hey, everybody get some order. I did that. And he straight jumped out over my shoulder and was like out. And I think it had been one of the first few times that he's, he'd been loose and he'd never been loose with me before. And it was like a game for him. So I went towards him and he bolted in the other direction. The only thing I can say wow. in that situation is like one, we're trying to get their attention you're not going to run down a dog. It's not going to happen. Sure. Like, like be aware. You're yep. not going to, you're not going to run. But your job is to stay on the same block as them to keep eyesight so that you can see if they're making a turn where to follow, but you just kind of keep a steady pace. Okay. And then once you get their attention, flag them down, whatever, turn around. It's like you turn around and then it becomes a game where they're like chasing you. Oh. Um, and that's worked for oh, me yeah. almost every single time. That's cool. So you're just, the you're getting loud, you're doing whatever. Not like you're yelling at them because you're upset, because and it's going to be very hard. Because in that moment, it's just like your heart's mm-hmm. pounding, and you think your dog is gone forever. You will be yeah. upset, especially yeah. if your business is depending on it. Like yeah. exactly. So I turn around <laughs> yeah. and I start running the opposite direction. It's great. So this dog is out. It's running at me. I've gotten its attention. It's coming yes. back at me, yep. and it's running full speed. And like oh, just like the relief is like it's coming down in my whole you know. And he yeah. jumps at me, and I have my arms sort of out like a like I'm about to grab a barrel and. It was like I was a ghost and he just went straight through me and like then ran the other direction. And like, so now we're doing the same thing going the other way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like frantically. And luckily he, he knew his way back home. He ran back to his doorstep. We were close enough that I just went to his house and picked him up a block away. But man, I, yeah, that's, there are flight risks. And if you know that about your dog, change your behavior because I, if you figure it out, Please invite me back on this podcast uh, when we talk about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I we were looking into something like door training or like where they know like where their front door is. And uh, truthfully, she's been very good the last month or so. And 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 mm-hmm. if she does run away, she always comes back because you're right. She knows that's, where she's loved. She knows that's the great. food and the water, mm-hmm. which we, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I think sometimes I'm like, is there something out there? Because she always goes to the same spot. I'm like, is something buried there? Like, it's like oh, some yeah. dead body or something. It, like literally, it's to the exact same spot. But I love that idea of the game. That's phenomenal because mm-hmm. I do feel yeah, like it's awesome. the like the um what's the finger trap? The Chinese finger trap. Chinese finger trap. Where you yeah. pull mm-hmm. it harder and it's hard. So that's kind of that idea, right? Of like when I go mm-hmm. after her, she's like, "Oh, he's chasing me. Let's go." But that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like in mm-hmm. loose in the grip. And then turn around and then hopefully she'll I'm gonna yeah. try that as well. I'm gonna go let her out. Yeah. I'm just gonna open the front door and <laughs> <laughs> see ya, Indy. <laughs> well, i I feel like we heard yeah. dozens of amazing tips today. I'm I'm just gonna run through some ones I, I wrote down, some of yeah. the bigger ones, which are know your relationship mm-hmm. with your dog mm-hmm. and who's who, mm-hmm. basically. Build good habits yep. and have patience with that. Find the right 
non-gimmicky mm. tools. Mm-hmm. I like that. Remember that this is for me mind blowing. Remember that you're giving your dog a purpose, mm-hmm. not just exhausting them mm-hmm. on a run. And then maybe outsource it <laughs> if you need to. Yeah, you need an Atlanta um, branch, dude. I think there's one down there. There's some. Um, oh, I'm not going to anybody that, else. That I had in the back no, of the no, no, no. DC runners are guy. <laughs> ATL rough runner, somebody like that. There's somebody around there, man. Oh, cool. I should give them some good good pub. Sweet. Okay. Known that. No, yeah, yeah. I would love to. I mean, I'm I'm too busy just like you know running rough shot over yeah, the DC yeah. competition. So totally. <laughs> well, listener, we want to hear your feedback on this. Um, if you have a dog. Uh, we want to know your experience. The best place to contact us is just to go right to bit.ly slash runners block. You can find all of our socials there. You can also let us know what your runners block is there um, so that we can talk about that in an upcoming episode. You can call us on the Gomer phone too and let us know what your runners block is. Anthony, you want to cu- tell us the number there? Yep, that's 608 NAB Pony. That's 608 622 7669, dudes. Go to our website, Facebook, Instagram, or email. All of that is at Two Gomers. Leave us a review and subscribe at Apple Podcasts if you like what you hear. Maybe this is your first episode. You're a dog person and you're looking for this specifically. Uh, you can check us out. Our 10th anniversary episodes are a great place to start. That's September through November 2018. And then you can go all the way back to the beginning. Support the Gomers by subscribing to our second podcast on the bonus disc the new home for Perfect Movie and other bonus episodes released each and every week. You can find that on Patreon at patreon.com slash twogomers. Thank you to Adam, our webmaster, Jason for our graphics, Davis for our music, Annie for our social media, and to our sponsor for this episode, The Doggy yeah, okay. Did. We didn't talk no, about The talk Doggy about that Did. Real quick. Okay, uptownpups.com. Okay. That's my, he's my mm-hmm. neighbor. He's, I can look out my window and I can see his house. Awesome family. They own uptownpups.com, and they gave us a coupon code. So if you go to uptownpups.com, Gomer Dogs, G-O-M-E-R-D-O-G-S, you get 20% off. Their main, like, their two main things, we've got the bandanas, which are so cute. Tons of different colors. Mm -hmm. They're reversible. They make your dog look so cute. We love doggy bandanas. And then they're in my buddy Brad and I think maybe his friends, their invention is this thing called the doggy did. And it is my Brian's, Brian's got, got one. Got, yeah, we right sent there. a couple to yeah. Brian. And basically, you know, when you're out on a run or a walk with your dog and they take a dookie and then you put it in a bag <laughs> and you're like, oh, and then you, you gotta have to hold, hold it. it. Right, Brian, you've had that, right? <laughs> Um, yes, yeah. I, I, you guys sent this thing to me, and I was like, full endorse. I, this thing looks brilliant. Uh, I can't wait to actually try it out. So it looks like you clip it onto the leash itself, right? Yep. Is that right? Yep. You, yep. Um, and then it's got a cutout, but it's it's kind of like that straw mechanism, right, where your exactly. straw goes in, but it won't come out. Yep. Right. So what right. you do is you pull the the doggy did or you the the doo doo mm-hmm, <laughs> through through there. <laughs> And it holds it for you because, you know, I talked about it earlier where, you know, we've got Rock Creek Park and just Mm -hmm. as sort of a good citizen of the world, I try not to just like leave bags behind, but they don't put uh, trash cans out in nature. I think DC Mm -hmm. get on that, put some trash cans out in nature. That'd be great. But you end up holding it and it's like, okay, you know, and I've gotten used to it and it's whatever, but this would be a very nice, like, I like to have my hands free. Mm -hmm. I, I talked about that, you know, like this is like, I'm like, yes, I'm going to put this on my leashes like now. Sweet. Yeah, remember, uptownpups.com, coupon code GOMERDOGS. It holds the poo so you don't have to. Sweet. 
So thank you to Uptown Pups for that. Hey, Brian, how can people find you on Instagram and how can people find your book? Uh, We're at DC underscore dog underscore runner online. Great pics uh, and videos of like all of our doggies that are out there. So if you like pictures of dogs, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a great follow. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. appreciate that. Um, and then we yeah. also uh, the book, any any major retailer online. Um, we are on Amazon. We are at Barnes and Noble. We are at all the big sort of book carriers. That's called The Ultimate Guide to Running with Your Dog. Yeah, it's kind of just about me, what we do, how we do it. And it's more to help people that we can't help here in D.C., right? So if mm, you yeah. are a beginner, if you are a mid-packer, if you are a, you know, professional runner out there, you're, you're, a, you're a Billy Bad A, it can help you. I think the entire point of it is it's not a book to be read left to right, but sort of like this conversation was today, just you can choose your own adventure, pick the sections that you need. And I've just kind of given my notes on every scenario of running that I could think of. So if you want to mm-hmm. go and run mm-hmm. at night in the city with two dogs, follow that path around. You'll, you'll get all the information that you need. If you're going to be outdoors um, in the daytime, in the summer heat of Atlanta, there's like a few things you're going to need to know, right? Because mm-hmm. of that humidity. Um, yeah. So I love it. I made it sort of easily digestible. And there's like also great photos of dogs. My good friend, Chris Roden, thank you for like taking the photos <laughs> for that book. It's awesome. a beautiful book. I love it. Awesome. Cool. Way to go, man. Yeah, it looks like it's packed awesome. full of tricks and tips, and people should definitely head out and find The Ultimate Guide to Running with Your Dog by Brian Barrera. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining us. Thank you for having me on. I know we learned a ton. I'm going to... Uh, I'm, I'm still... This is never going to leave me, this concept of having given Chewy purpose yeah. when I ran with him for so many years. It's awesome. You have purpose. Awesome, man. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> It's like the movie The Jerk, right? Remember, wasn't he was searching for his purpose? <laughs> yep, and he right. found it. He should have been a dog runner. <laughs> or hiring. <laughs> nice. All right. Steve well, Martin, yep. Great app. Super fun, man. And remember, if we can do it, you can do it. And happy running. Coming Tuesday on the bonus disc, it's been our tradition for decades to choose a drink of the summer with our old friends from high school. Brian Kraus, aka Krause, joins us to talk summer beverages past and present and play the Dr. Pepper 23 flavors game against Anthony. They do okay. Subscribe now at patreon.com slash twogomers.